I recently visited Uncle Hammer. I have a few hammerisms that I thought maybe I'd share. Mm. Just a couple of quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a a lexicon that he continues to add to. Is I think that's maybe the right word. I don't know. I don't have a lexicon, so I don't. I don't. Yeah. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you have. It. You just said he has a lexicon, yeah. and it's like, is that how you use it? And it's like, I don't know. You have to say the other parts. <laughs> Uh, he's telling a story. He said, I was knee walking drunk. Okay. That's a, okay. that's like a pretty good, uh, knee walking drunk. Yeah. yeah. He took it right up the gazaskis. <laughs> okay. That, that seems like that's not things. a new one. That's he, he's like found, he unearthed a, a book from the 1950s or something yeah. like that. And that's what they said. He said his dad used the word gazaskis a lot, which I had never heard from his dad directly, but, uh, I feel like there's a, I don't know if that's Yiddish or something, but yeah, I I try try as I might, I could not find a proper spelling mm-hmm. for it. I couldn't get Google to recognize what I was trying to type, and I haven't sixty nine since the Eisenhower administration. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was the fifties. It was post war. Everything was good. I mean, that's <laughs> everyone's enjoying the fruits of their labor. Now it's just yeah. like in that economy. Everyone's got you know in the gig economy. You get you. Ram it up the Gazaskis and get back on the job, you know? <laughs> yeah, the only recourse you have is to get knee-walking drunk after work. <laughs> there we go. We did it. Okay, put on your PJs, get out a popcorn bowl full of sugary cereal, Park your ass in front of the TV for five hours of blatant toy merchandising because this week on the Free Legal Advice podcast, we are talking about Saturday morning cartoons. Hell uh, yes. What do you guys remember as like when when you think of, uh, you know, that the right age for it anyways, uh, your Saturday morning kind of routine or what, what comes to mind when you think of Saturday morning cartoons? The first thing for me is it's like, is it a weekend? Cool. Now I want to wake up early as opposed to dragging my feet and wanting to stay in bed as long as possible. Saturday morning, I bolt right up. You get yourself some cereal, sit in front of the TV, you play with Legos during the cartoons you don't care about. Oh, 100%. I mean, I guess it would be like cereal, cartoons, and praying is what I would think about. Um, Praying. Well, praying that dad doesn't want you to go help him somewhere or (laughs) that, that you actually can just... Please, please, if there's a Jesus, just let me watch these fucking cartoons. It's the four hours I have once a week, you know? Um, yeah. If yeah. dad was working on a project that you had to, some reason, you know, be dragged away to, or like there was a baby, a weird situation where it's like, you're not allowed, you're not in front of the TV, or we you have to go to the grandparent who doesn't have the TV channels. Like, what are you, what God. are you doing? Okay, I can, I can point to one very specific uh, memory that fills this in. Uh, Saturday morning cartoons, the X-Men cartoon was just, uh, just starting to play and was really good. And I really liked it. Saw episode one, episode two, it's about to come on. Hey, you got to go rake leaves at grandpa's. Those leaves will stay put. Those leaves (laughs) will be there. I'll just do it tomorrow. Right. Instead. What if they're gone tomorrow? (laughs) Instead, I have to rake leaves. You want me to get rid of them. What do you mean? What if they're gone tomorrow? (laughs) That's the whole point. That'd be great. We both win. 
This is before reruns, people. This is like, I'm never going to see this again. I need this episode of this thing that I like. I want to see the story. I want to know what happens. I want to see the cool pictures that you can't see anymore. Nope. Push leaves into the street. Can I do it? (laughs) No, because I'm going somewhere now, and then that's when I'm taking you over there. That's, it's the equivalent of like, oh, cool. Tomorrow's Memorial Day. I get it off. And someone just comes to your house and brings you into work. Like, oh, what are you? Oh, come on. No. I had the day off. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, it was tough. Uh, Dad somehow can't ever sit still. Uh, he has, he imbibed uh, fully the uh, the farm boy doctrine and he, he works all the time. And so... Man, if he needed you to help pick up nails or whatever it is that he would have us do, <laughs> oh boy, you're screwed if that's going to happen on Saturday. Yes, indeed. I, and I'm going to cover kind of a history uh, that the where did the Saturday morning cartoons come from? Let's talk about the heyday and then the decline. But Grant, um, my research is saying that like by the early to mid '90s, what we consider Saturday morning cartoons were in decline. So. Uh, given that that was kind of your prime time for a cartoon watching, would you can do you still consider that you had some glorious Saturday morning cartoon watching or no? No, that was not a thing at all that I remember <laughs> yeah. at all, even one time. I remember I, I've heard of it mm-hmm. and I thought, oh, boy, that would have been nice. Like when I was a kid, like, oh, why, didn't, why don't we have that? You stupid. Why were you <laughs> so born nothing, so late? Nothing. Did Cartoon Network already exist? Yeah. Yeah. See. Okay. Okay. Then you were good. And we had Nickelodeon and all yeah. this other stuff. It was when I was little, little. We we didn't have cable yet anyway, and it was just those three channels, and we had the glory. But I see. I see your grass is greener thing. Like that sounds like a glorious time. But you had. But I also had, had it all the time. Spoiler. The entire week. Yes, exactly. you had it every day. Is the problem. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> How do you be nostalgic about the time you had less? I mean, that's that's some. Uh, yeah, that's some fantasy shit. <laughs> I, w- I wish I got to enjoy this less. <laughs> wasn't it simpler like in Pioneer times? But, but people well, I didn't that. know that. You know, it wasn't like, well, I wish we could have only had it on Saturday. It's like, yeah. well, why wasn't why isn't there some kind of special thing on Saturday morning? Ah, uh, gotcha, gotcha. That's what I meant. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'm pining for a simpler times when water was risky to drink, like that kind of thing. Like, <laughs> no. Okay. So let's go to the origins. Uh, all research for this episode is brought to you by Wikipedia, flap sponsor. Um, let's go to the origins podcast proof. of, uh, <laughs> according to Wikipedia, our podcast is, uh, and according to the uh, Chamber of po- Podcasts, Wikipedia yes. is a valid source. Yes, exactly. Uh, I'm, I'm reading Wikipedia right now and it says it's an official sponsor of the Free Legal Advice Podcast. So it's right there on Wikipedia. It can't be wrong. Um, Let's go to the origins of the Saturday morning cartoon or what we consider Saturday morning cartoons. And what I understand or what I gather is this started to kind of become a thing in the mid-1960s. And I'm going to quote some things from Wikipedia here, but um, networks realized they could concentrate viewing, uh, particularly kids viewing, on Saturday, like to one morning that will appeal to advertisers, kind of like this is the kid block of advertising specifically uh, manufacturers of toys and breakfast cereals. So that's one thing where they're like, let's get all the kid eyeballs in one place so we can get the the right advertisers there. Um, A 
quote unquote limited animation. Corey, is that a term you're familiar with? Absolutely. Limited animation is only move, only only draw what needs to be moving, and needs to be moving doesn't always make it to the mouth during talking. All of Hanna Barbera is what you're saying. Yes. It, it lists several production companies, but it says, like, companies like Hanna-Barbera and Filmation had perfected limited yeah. animation. Matt, there's, uh, here's, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the trick of limited animation. There's a set of drawings that you put together that make it look like a character is walking. And usually a character has seven or eight of those walk cycles. Here's mm-hmm. a happy one. Here's a normal one. Here, no, limited animation is everyone gets half of one. We, we, we want to see when you're walking chest up only we're just going to oh, move it up and down like we're not even doing walks like limited limited I'm trying to make Got a profit it. here mm-hmm. but that's the thing like uh, those Koreans can only draw so fast mm-hmm. as, as they strain. say in the Simpsons you know live animation is a terrible strain on the animators wrists like mm-hmm. it, it is costly right to, to produce the thousands of drawings that might happen you know have to go into a, a, an animated cartoon but if you perfect this quote-unquote limited animation, it makes it a little bit more economical. Um, and then again, according to Wikipedia, while production times and costs were undeniably higher with animated programming, the cost of talent is far less. Uh, voice actors became known for their ability to perform multiple characters, sometimes even on the same show. And networks could rerun children's animated program more frequently due to the belief that children would not remember the original airings uh, and lose interest, which I found funny that, like, no, they're kids. They won't know if they've seen it before. No. It's it's honestly fantastic. <laughs> There's, like, okay, advertising is so horrible. Um, and despite that, I thought that that was, like, a fun thing to do. Advertising is so fucking horrible. It's just tricking people into shit that they don't need. But that the realizing at some point that women are humans and then also uh, realizing at some point... <laughs> That, like, children aren't, like, despite having been children, I get if you go, eh, these dumb broads don't know shit about where, co- where good coffee <laughs> comes from. It comes from the mountains, you dumb bitch. Um, like, <laughs> I get it. You're not a woman. You were all children. What do you mean? You, they, they'll never know. It was the same thing. How fucking dumb. Uh, Kids anyway, know. It does Kids show. Know. It, it's a, a cultural... Um, Measuring point or uh, some way that you can tell. Like, Milestone. Th- there you go. Over time, you, you go, okay, here's when they realize that women are people. Here's when they realize that, that kids could remember something beyond like <laughs> 10 seconds or something like that. Like, oh, yeah, the kids aren't goldfish. They're happy to watch it because it's like kid programming again. Like, great. It's still the shit that we have, you know? It's still something yeah. for us. Sorry, it's not the news or Walter Cron- Cronkite or whatever. Um, but yeah, I know it's a fucking rerun. I know, that's how I'm saying the thing Bugs Bunny says already when he says it, idiot. So this this kicks off with uh, show you know some like Looney Tunes Saturday morning Tom and Jerry that kind of stuff. Um, I guess uh, the Flintstones and Jetsons originally may have been like prime time. Those are prime time. But yeah. they were also then kind of packaged up as this kids Saturday morning yep. thing. There were also some. In early Saturday morning, like black and white reruns, like Lone Ranger, uh, Rin Tin Tin, that kind of thing was like the original. You get into like 60s, 70s, there's like more animated programming, a little, you know, some live action, uh, uh, your HR puff and stuffs, if you will. Um, Mm -hmm. But let's focus on the 1980s. You mean H. uh, Ronald P. (laughs) (laughs) Friend of the pod. 
friend of the pod, H. Ron. The pod, H. Ron. The 1980s heyday, uh, according to Wikipedia, the success of Star Wars toys convinced manufacturers of the enormous profit potential in developing their own intellectual properties to base toys on. And along with the FCC's looser interpretation of programming regulations under President Ronald Reagan, this led to the era of the quote-unquote half-hour toy commercials. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> this is where we all hum the national anthem because oh, we got half-hour toy commercials. Enter Bill Withers. Uh, if you if 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 you're using me, then keep on using me, baby. Yeah. Do you use me up? <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. I want to watch He-Man, and I want to buy He-Man. So, <laughs> yes, listeners of yes. the podcast, listeners of the podcast can't see that I'm crying American flag decals right now. It's <laughs> <laughs> the thing that the entire program, all of these programs are like oh, built man. around the merchandise, and then there's ads for them in the breaks of. of uh, <laughs> so He-Man is like, "Hey, Skunkor, and <laughs> you're you're here to help." Yes, I am. And you say that children can buy your action figure in the next coming weeks? <laughs> yes, I'll be for sale soon, hey man. Yeah. It was obvious. Yeah, let's let's just uh spend a little time on like the big ones, the favorites. Let's start I'm going to name a few, but you guys can toss them out there. Uh I think the the alpha is GI Joe Real American Hero. Um, when I do, when I particularly look at this time, uh, this, you know, 1980s heyday and I come up with a lot of them, they seem to kind of like flow back to, uh, GI Joe. Um, and my, so GI Joe, real American hero ran from 1983 to 1986 and this and several others really were about like comic books first. So GI Joe was a doll and it was a comic book and then they started some animated commercials to sell uh, the comics and toys. The animated commercials were very popular, so they turned that into a series, G.I. Joe, Real American Hero. Based on the commercials. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> wild, It's a huh? series based Ooh. on commercials. It was a yep. spinoff. <laughs> God damn it. If G.I. Joe, like, I think, did we do, uh, let's check the Omnibudsman. Didn't, didn't we do some sort of G.I. Joe thing where we had characters or something? I don't know, maybe we did this on this podcast, but like. We did a G.I. Joe episode. Yes, we did a G.I. Joe episode. Go back and listen mm, to clap it. Clap back. Uh, it's one of my favorites. Shit. You should go back and listen. Uh, but yeah, man, G.I. Joe, the characters and the toys and the, the cartoon, it just brought it all together. Thought, were you fans or not so much? Oh my God! One hundred million thousand, I, as in as you could be. It 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 just was good. Fuck! If someone would have said, I, I was not like a playground fight kid, but if someone would have said GI Joe was bad, I would have fought him. But I that never would have happened because no one ever said that. It was awesome. GI Joe uh, had a consistency of their toys that um, I'm trying not to get hard right now thinking of them. <laughs> But uh, they somehow, somehow, like you said, like that was the big one, and whatever their whatever their system was, whatever the uh, like uh, whatever their algorithm was for when we release a new hunk of plastic that Corey really wants, uh, it was always like when I was like, 
hey, you know, I think I broke the last hunk of plastic. Oh my God, Duke's in trouble and he's got a new one. Damn, <laughs> they got cooler and cooler. I mean, aside from the, I'm just gonna pretend it never existed, the aircraft carrier. I'm just gonna pretend it never existed. <laughs> um, but Corey, the Mamba, if I'm remembering this correctly, was a two rotor helicopter where they sort of like crossed in the middle. Like, they crossed uh, in the middle, Ben. Ben, yeah, did yeah. they ever hit so each they other? they were side by side, but they they, the blades other? went through each other. Yeah, they didn't even hit each other. They didn't hit each other. Um, <laughs> that was... Is that a, like a sunburst on the box with non-hitting each other action? <laughs> with non-hitting each other action. Blades don't hit to make them hit. <laughs> Previous toys. And so, like, it kept getting cooler and cooler and more complicated. And God damn, they were great. I had the Tomahawk helicopter, which was big it was like two feet long and had it was one of those like front and back helicopter like where it looks like two helicopters are humping one of those t- yeah yeah one of those things that's um, the auto you know those helicopters they're like <laughs> double helicopters <laughs> that's a double it's the the two neck guitar you just named two different it's types du- yes yeah. thank you it's the double neck guitar um and i think it was called the tomahawk anyway but whatever it was a giant toy it was gigantic and it bigger and bigger plastic awesomenesses and i if you would have told me at the time that all oh, that plastic's going to end up in the ocean and kill things, good, I'd say. <laughs> good. Because I only have that zoo animals box with the, like, the first 50 animals. I'm never going to get the rest of the cards to fill it in. Good. Let the rest of those sea animals die. Probably the cards I'm never going to get anyway. Now, I know as we talk about all of these cartoons, for some reason we're just going to be talking about the toys. I don't know why they're, they're connected. But... Uh, I think the thing with for me the thing with GI Joes versus maybe some others is like like you said Ben that the toys just kept getting better and and that it always made sense that there was a different version and a different um, uh, outfit and a different uh, vehicle and all those things. Some of the other ones where I'd be like, yeah, you got your Ninja Turtles, okay, cool, and it's like now the Ninja Turtles dressed as auto mechanics, and you'd be like, well, why are, why I don't need to buy that, <laughs> but like. The G.I. Joe series, I felt like, at least from a toy line, was consistently like, well, yeah, I need him in a snow outfit, because what if we got to fight in the snow? Yeah, yeah. And there would be new characters. It wouldn't just be like Flint in snow, Flint in yeah, summer. exactly. Flint in, you know, homecoming. Repose. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Flint in repose. Homecoming Michelangelo. <laughs> Flint in repose. He's got his silk shirt, you know. Um, but, uh... That it would be a new character that that you got to buy, so it's not just Donatello, right? You know, the same four turtles or something. And I, yes, 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 I know that there were more characters in the turtles, but GI Joe and He Man just kept expanding with like new shit all the time. As a, as I'm just gonna put this out there for on my Christmas wish list, guys. Uh, could I get a, Do, a Homecoming Donatello? Uh, where he's wearing a silk shirt, has a bowl cut, is sitting in the back of a GTO, and and there's a banner hanging over the side doors that says Cowabunga. <laughs> Cow- no, Cowabunga-87. I was going to say like 01 or something. Yeah. He's in the Cowabunga court. That is awesome. Yes. I want that toy. So, Corey, I know you said you already had an erection, so this might be like where the, we need a... Uh, yeah, if uh, this lasts much longer, I got to call somebody. Viagra warning. Uh, let's talk about Transformers real quick. Uh, ran from 1984 to 1987. Uh, again, according to Wikipedia, Transformers were inspired by this Japanese line of Microman. And then they also trace Microman to be inspired 
through the grapevine by the original G.I. Joe and boys will buy dolls too and all this kind of stuff. So that's where I said like G.I. Joe's kind of the out. I think it's just really like, oh, boys will buy dolls. We'll call them action figures and then the rest goes from there. Um, but what are your uh, Transformers memory? Where do you, is this like uh, what you where would you rank Transformers in like your all time uh, franchises? Uh, like, like the, the early stuff, like I kind of fell off around like the Bay kind of era, but I'm not trying to super shit on the Michael Bay stuff. I'm just saying that's a different generation's Transformers. You should it was shit built on it. for not you me can because pretty easily yeah, shit on should, that. We, we I can pretty easily on shit on it, but it's shaped like a toilet, Corey. <laughs> it's made for shitting. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. Um, I would say Transformers ranks like a slot or two above my marriage and then <laughs> mm-hmm. like maybe one above That's my fair. kid. Uh no, it was it was transformative to me. It was uh it was great. I loved it. It was uh it was the kind of it was the kind of sweater I hoped to get for Christmas and often did. It was the <laughs> type of toy I hoped to get from all the people all the time. Uh it was it was I mean, if you cut me open, small like all their little like guns that you lost over the years will uh, come out of my veins. Uh, yeah, it it's certainly uh, among the best. Ben, any Transformers uh, comments or memories? I loved them. I thought they were super awesome. They were great al- toys. Almost always fantastic toys. Again, on the playground, if you said that Transformers sucked, I would say stand right. Here on the blacktop, and then I would have got on the swings and worked it up and worked it up, and then jumped off and uh, drop kicked you uh, because, uh, yeah, Transformers ruled. They were great. Yeah, absolute best. And here's the thing, Matt, you're hitting on some of the the, the big ones: GI Joe, Transformers, uh, Gem and the Holograms. You're you're hitting all the big ones in the go. But here's the thing: there were a lot of weird ones that yes. had like a day run, and it was just never going to see the light of day again. That shit was worth watching. Uh, oh yes, a lot of weird Silver shit. Silverhawks. This is exact, Silverhawks amazing. Corey, that's a great point because that's exactly what I want to explore. Like some of these, uh, even the ones that are good, like uh, or or see, are remembered fondly. Like let's say Thundercats. Like for whatever reason, it works that there's this character Snarf, and he just you know he says Snarf, and like there, there's like a lot of weird shit. Oh, you mean Orko? Or no, Snarf. He's a completely different character. Right. You're right. Good. Good call. Very different. Very different. There's this like, why does it work? Why it does? Why it doesn't? But also, there's maybe a rehashing. So let me uh, move us on our timeline. So there's a backlash to this. First of all, we've got a a bunch of no fun havnicks at the <laughs> quote unquote action for children's television uh, society. They started I don't complaining like that already. By the 19, this was 1960s. By the 1970s, they were like gaining traction as like a political action group. And by 1979, the FCC was considering a ban on all advertising during children's programming. Because of that, this is why we have things like Schoolhouse Rock, for example, because um, the advertiser or the the like the companies were like, well, shit, they're gonna ban. Let's let's throw in some educational shit. So we we get oh we all it also led to like a lot of the GA a lot of the cartoons you know GA Joe is an example like we're gonna teach her moral and pretend it's educational because they're 100 trying hundred to fucking percent they're trying to fight this uh, the no fun havnicks 
Matt, if it wasn't for G.I. Joe, I wouldn't know to stay away from cliffs that overhang uh, oceans <laughs> or to stay away from strange dogs. <laughs> Don't lay on the railroad tracks, stupid kid. Hey, Timmy, try and touch the third rail with your dick. Yeah. I wouldn't do that if I were you. Beachhead! <laughs> hey, driving a dune buggy around is a lot of fun, but the one thing I don't get a shock out of is touching the third rail with my dick. Yeah. I love how this is the animation of you talking to Cobra Commander. <laughs> uh, Keep your penis off the third rail. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, Cobra Commander made a no appearance there. There are several reasons listed for the decline, which I find interesting. Uh, but one of them is that um, creative decline and stagnation at television studios, at production companies like Hanna Barbera and Filmation, they've they had already recycled a number of common tropes and poorly developed stock characters numerous times over the previous decades. Uh, oh yeah, and as you said, even though we. Science tells us that kids will not remember uh, even a rerun, mm-hmm. a single rerun. Science tells Proven. us. Uh, there was a certain it's amount more, of... That was a lot more like uh, a scotch tells us <laughs> that kids will not remember. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they don't remember what happened when I said that last night. I don't want to piss in the hallway. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. So believe it or not, not all of the Saturday morning cartoons were good. Uh Wow. And I want to talk uh, yeah. about, no, I, uh, I think, some notably bad ones, and particularly if we can uh, play just, even just the theme song from some of these, I think it'll be worth it. First one I'm going to start with, just just to highlight some of the shithousery that was going on uh, back then. <laughs> I'm going to start with Ghostbusters. Not the live action, not the real Ghostbusters cartoon. This is a separate cartoon franchise called Ghostbusters, and the fun fact here is this: there was a 1975 live-action show called The Ghostbusters. Hmm. Columbia licensed that name for the movie, which we all know with Bill Murray and so forth. Um, uh-huh. And five days before Columbia, uh, the same property, was going to put out a cartoon, uh, Filmation said, shit, we own the rights to that. Let's put out a Ghostbusters cartoon. And I know all of this. So five yes. days oh, yeah. before the real, which is why they, it was called the real Ghostbusters because of a name dispute. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I was confused yes. as a kid. I was confused and angry. I, I, <laughs> that's so perfect. I read this article on Cracked. They were talking about different um, bad yeah. cartoons. And one was like, if you ever wanted to see pissed off kids, it was like when as or, or like maybe it was like the first time the kids uh, learned the F word was when they tuned into Ghostbusters and said, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Uh, and it was called the real Ghostbusters. There were toys and everything, and I was just like, "What in the hell?" I had already seen the real one. I mean, sorry, yeah. not the right, real right. Ghostbusters, but yeah. The uh, the premise here, by the way, from their headquarters called Ghost Command, located in a haunted mansion nestled between a number of tall skyscrapers <laughs> resembling the Twin Towers. Uh, okay. Why? Must we forget? Jake Calm yes. Jr. and Eddie Spencer Jr. and Tracy the Gorilla have dedicated themselves to ridding the world of the evil ghost wizard, Prime Evil, and his cast of henchmen. The car was amazing. The car was Chitty Chitty Bang Uh, Bang. The car, which is, uh, let's, oh, Ghost Buggy Jr., their talking car. Um, What I had read was that it was a combination of, like, uh, a legal squabble between 
the Ghostbusters and and with Columbia. Um, there were issues over like the star's likeness and their input. Uh, a consulting firm was got their grubby paws in the middle. And then you get uh, eventually the real Ghostbusters cartoon where Egon has a blonde pompadour haircut. Yes, yes. And Slimer, Just like in who the was movie. an enemy in the movie, was uh, their sidekick. Well, Matt, you can tell he made up for all that shit he did because he said, <laughs> and then he ate a hoagie. <laughs> Uh, yes, he was a uh, ghost Bill Cosby. Uh, uh, fun fact. Uh, so Lorenzo Music, uh, the voice actor, was voiced was voicing the Bill Murray character, and Bill Murray complained. The voice of Garfield. He was also Garfield, yeah. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. Bar- Bill Murray was Garfield. Oh, fuck. Whoa. The Uh-oh. Illuminati Israel. You, that's it, Grant. Bill Murray said mm. Lorenzo Music sounded too much like Garfield and complained about him. He was fired. Dave Coulier was hired to replace him, which is kind of interesting. And then, yeah, later on, Bill Murray goes to do Garfield. Um, yeah, amazing. Okay, next cartoon here. I just want to run through a couple of these brilliant ideas. Let's start with Laser Tag Academy. Matt, Matt, what do you mean that they're just trying to make a cartoon to sell toys to kids? <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe in the uh, the future world where Laser Tag Academy... Uh, it's designed to protect the world. I don't know. So here, I just want to like. I probably don't remember this because it's so good. It's <laughs> <laughs> usually how it works. Most of these mm-hmm. cartoons you can get just from the theme song. So I just want to play the theme song, which gives you everything you need to know. A thousand years from now, a perfect world. Laser tag champion Jamie Jaron is the sole possessor of starlight power. Until the resurrection of a master criminal from the past, Draxon Dreer. As Dreer races through time in his quest to conquer the future, he is pursued by Jamie Jaron. Jamie must team with her ancestors, Tom, Beth, and Nikki Jaron. Ancestors? Join us yeah. now in their adventure through time Wait. to preserve the past, save the future, and keep the peace established by the Laser Tag Academy. <laughs> Amazing. Wait, so that was Jamie Jaron and like Draxon Draxon? Was that <laughs> Michael Draxon was the bad guy? They or? really wanted, they really emphasized the Jaron family line. They were like, Jamie Jaron, Sarah Jaron, and John Jaron, or whatever their names were. But yes, uh, Draxon Draxon, you know he's the bad guy because he's bald and he has a <laughs> Fu Manchu. Drax- um, yeah, 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 he, yeah, yeah. What was he thinking? He looks like the celestial race. Uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, they, there's some time travel involved. Of course, the, the the theme song take or the intro takes us to dinosaur times for some reason. Like, why why are dinosaur we dinosaur times? Hang, they were literally hang gliding through the prehistoric times. <laughs> okay, so he's a criminal from the past, and it's like, okay, you might have to go back to his origin or something. But they went. Hundreds of millions of years before that, to that dinosaur time. Like, oops, uh, we made a wrong turn, or what was the was the point there? Hey, man, while we're here, let's pick up some of your dinosaur relatives. I don't want to make two stops, so. Don't worry, Jamie Jaron will stop them. If not Jamie Jaron, then Tom Jaron. <laughs> Probably one of the ancestors, you know. There's lots of ancestors. Oh, my God. Okay, next, uh, next 
This is to, early 90s uh, in the era of decline, let's say, of Saturday morning cartoons. I'm going to play you a theme song from Hammerman. And Grant specifically, no matter what you... This is like, no matter what you hear or how, how much I scream, we're not going to hit the stop button until this long, long intro is over. Tie him to the mast. Let him hear the sirens. The, the people at Cracked said, quote, if you ever wanted to see what the intro to The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air would have looked like if it told a convoluted backstory about crime, <laughs> crime fighting, was rapped by someone making up the lyrics as he went along, and directed by whoever handles production for Al-Qaeda, well, we have it. <laughs> he is abs- Not that MC Hammer was ever a good rapper, but he is absolutely making up the lyrics as he goes along. Here is the 1991 theme to Hammerman. Hammerman, hammer, hammerman, hammer. Whenever there's a crime, some crooks are gonna do time. They all better beware, cause the Hammerman will be there. Here's how it started a long time ago. The legend of the hammer and how it began to grow. He was given magical shoes from a hip hop Motown dude. Together they had power. They stood up for what was right. But Gramps was getting old and he couldn't keep up the fight. Right. So Gramps and his granddaughter, they went out on the road. To find a man they knew the jam was worthy of the load. They Certainly. met a guy named Stanley who was dancing every night. He helped the kids play every day. His heart was out of sight. So Gramps opened up the bag and took out the magical shoes. He set them on the ground and they soon began to groove. The shoes knew at once they had finally found their man. They hopped right on his I feet mean, and he became Hammer Man. I thought you had taken mercy on it. Hammer, Hammer Man, Hammer, Hammer Man. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll stop us there. Uh, but yeah, the magical shoes uh, from a hip hop. Wait, I can't even remember dude. where it started. It's so long. Yeah. Yeah. Matt. Oh you, my God. You stopped the theme song before we got to the part where he had to get the souls resold because he used them so much and he went to a guy that he's used to. Like this. And he, they were resold by Barry and he had a sandwich shop and there was parking in the back, but there was also a cop and that cop had also coached soccer, which was good for the kids. And some of those kids went to school where math was the biz. And on the math, there was a blackboard, and they used lots of chalk. And it is getting harder to keep rapping and talking. So the kids had a playground, and that was there in France. And some of those people knew the hammer oh, God, That was like, the second it's verse. Like, <laughs> knew the second verse. Where are we going? Like I have no idea, and it just—it just keeps like we're getting farther away. And I'm like, "But well, wasn't there? A t- well, I thought our turn was back there. I thought our turn was back before the." When he shoes? had like two entire stanzas to explain that he's about to explain the story. I'm like, oh my god, this is gonna. There this is some, gonna be lengthy. His dad was there involved was an old somehow. Motown dude shoes. who had magical shoes, yeah. which is a that those are not two different things. That's the same thing. Yeah, hip hop and Motown yeah. at the same time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Barry Gordy, uh, hip hop king. But Everybody ultimately, it. it boils down to a tale as old as time. 
magical shoes that help you fight crime. Oh my god. I, I mean, yes. Okay. But but there we go. And you, and you wrapped it yourself. That would have just been like he found some magical shoes, helped him fight crime. Done. But there was this whole like where are we where are we going with this? Where are we going? Every Sunday at his house, his grandpa made a pizza. Like it's we don't need to. Yeah. <laughs> it was a homemade pizza oven and he got it from it, the he absolutely <laughs> made that up as he was rapping it. Like, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you, you, you fucked me up, Matt. I was going to say he made it with some bricks and pavers and the help of other people. Uh, but it rhymed with Home Depot. But Okay. Anyway. I, I've got two more Amazing. Uh, for the sake of time. One, the, the first one is the Fonz and the Happy Days gang. And I just have to share this synopsis. Uh, I'm only excited about this because, like, you know what? Maybe the Simpsons didn't invent this. Maybe the Simpsons are taking it from real life because this series focuses on Fonzie, (laughs) naturally, joined by an anthropomorphic dog named Mr. Cool (laughs) and his friends as they are visited by Cupcake, a girl from the future who pilots a malfunctioning time machine. (laughs) Just, what? Okay. Is okay. this future okay. thing all about? Before I even see it, I just want to say nothing that kids born decades after, look, 30 years after right. the 50s and 20, 10 to 20 years after Happy Days, a show uh, nostalgic about the 50s. They all know Fonz. So let's know. Ben, when you were on the playground, you guys were talking about Fonzie. (laughs) Yeah. 100%. Here is the uh, intro to the Fonz and the Happy Days gang. We got it all together now, gang. The Fonz. His doggy name, Mr. Cool and the Good Group. Oh, now the gang got zapped into that time machine and they're like traveling through time. My, my. They do not think where that machine is going, but they sure hope to get back to 1957 Milwaukee. Can you dig it? Yeah! <laughs> oh my god. Now that is a man who makes up song lyrics as he goes along, but he's good at it. Well, yeah. Van Jack, he, he is like, it's like someone has a gun to his head and they're like, they just show him some random cartoon footage. And he just takes it up. Oh, they're not liking this. Oh, is it cool? Oh, not for the future. Oh. oh, shit, they're not happy with that going. Uh-oh. <laughs> And there's a there's a gun to his friend's head, and he's weeping, just going bow 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 bow. You better do some doo wop. Then he would just bow bow bow. It doesn't make any sense. Boogity boogity grasshopper baby baby boo 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 doo. Oh, skippity bibbity martini. I don't know her name's Cupcake or something. Oh, and I like what they have. Oh, he's a movie guy. Oh, bad news ahead for them. Oh, so what the fuck was Wolfman Jack doing? Like, and 
Hey, I got I got roped into doing this kid's cartoon. What the hell's happening over here? I don't know either, baby. Oh my god, if I don't stop talking, they're gonna crab's gonna cut my skirt open. Oh god. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. It won't on be like that. <laughs> Notice the premise of that show. I they have a time machine, like and their goal is to return to 1957 oh, Milwaukee. There's no better place or Milwaukee. time. Boy, can't wait to get back to then. Kids from across America no, have no idea what that was. That No fucking clue what any but of that shit was. But there were dinosaurs. There are people who watched Happy Days and didn't understand what just happened. <laughs> yeah. No, that's for nobody. People who liked Happy Days and they don't understand the kids and the robots and the spaceships and shit. That is for nobody. This is for no one. A pretty much exact like uh, analog would be if there was a today like on Netflix streaming a that '70s show cartoon. Only oh it's God. just Eric Foreman, and then there's also a robot dog from space or something. Yeah. And there's time traveling, and like and it's targeted kids only don't to children. Care about that '70s show? They don't care about. They don't care or know about the '70s. All right, one more, and we'll wrap it up here. Boogity 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 shoe. <laughs> Shoot me. I want to see my wife. Go boogity 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 shoot. I'm going to go back to 2022, Milwaukee. Please let me go. That was the dumbest thing ever. It's maybe anticlimactic because I I debated on showing that one last because it probably is the best. But this this the next one, which is the last one I'll share here, was yeah. the original impetus for that I discovered. <sighs> holy shit, these are some dumb cartoons. But we've talked so much about these cartoons were nothing but toy commercials and toy tie-ins. You can't blame people for wanting to make a cartoon about the Rubik's Cube. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. Now that's amazing. Not cartoon, then make a toy. It's like we got a toy. How do we make a cartoon about it? It's like you've done this wrong already. You aren't lying, Ben. It is amazing. The cartoon is called Rubik the Amazing Cube. <laughs> and here is its uh its theme song, which tells you everything you need to know. On a So, <laughs> Rubik, uh, who is colorful, magical, and lovable, uh, it, uh-huh. he, wow. uh, he is all those things, yes. He falls out of the stagecoach of an ev- evil magician, who is definitely a gypsy, who later becomes the main villain, and he helps <laughs> Carlos, Lisa, and Ronaldo Rodriguez in foiling the magician's attempts to recover him. Uh, he's basically... Um, all, as, as you got a quick glimpse of, he has these like mental, physical powers where 
just magic. He can magically like mm-hmm. create yeah. a space bubble around people and move them, and he can move through walls and things like that. Like a Rubik's like a Rubik's cube. cube. Just Here's the like thing, though: the you're Rubik's trying to sell cube. the toy. What disappointment is there going to be? Like, oh shit, man! If I just solve this fucking thing, this uh, this magic creature's coming out. Imagine the kid who's like, "Yay! Wait, what do I do with it?" Again, fantastic theme song. Everybody can sing along with that. There was a cube in the thing, and then we took it home, and then we had a Rubik's cube, and then we are along Rubik. <laughs> like, I'm Rubik. Happiness. <laughs> it's lovable. Lovable. A lovable Rubik's That's cube. That's when they're like. Like they're telegraphing that that rhyme. It's like colorful, magical. I'm like, they're not gonna say love. Oh my god, they said lovable. The cartoon uh, was so lovable it ran from September to December of 1983. <laughs> uh, for whatever Ooh. reason, it did not catch on, um, and that really was the the end of uh, of Saturday morning cartoons. If you can't make a cartoon. About a lovable character like Rubik the Cube, then then what can you make? So, uh, little Captain Travis, uh, hope you've enjoyed our trip down memory lane for Saturday morning cartoons. Um, if you want to talk about dinosaurs, email us at freelegaladvicepodcast at gmail.com. Hey, and if you want to see uh, what uh, Richie Cunningham looks like as a dinosaur, like all children do, you can check us out on Instagram. We are Free Legal Advice Podcast. And like Rand always says, uh, <clears throat> the best place to follow our adventures and the adventures of our anthropomorphic paperweight friend, uh, you can follow us <laughs> on and those that make Twitter. Uh, we're at Free Legal Pod. And if you like the show and are from the future, why don't you join us for a series of hilarious uh, exploits uh, as we uh, mm-hmm. as we learn not to not to hang out with strange dogs near the cliff. <laughs> I'll handle the do up. You guys do the rest. Sweet. <laughs> Classic A classic bit Episode 148 All of us but you are iOS people Um, So there's, I assume there's a notepad or something in yes, Android. Yes, and I'm looking at it right now. How many entries do you have, period, whether they're like dumb shit or joke shits? Well, I have several. I have a bunch of different notepad files mm. that are all, all have a bunch of different stuff in them. So. And only one is dedicated only one to is ridiculous just, thoughts? Only one is, just, is specifically just a joke. So it, is, okay. it says, joke idea, colon, a dump so huge you have to have a C-section. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's yeah. a good shit joke. I think that's a pretty good shit joke. I'm still healing from my episiotomy after chili week last, uh, you know. Okay. I gotcha. Yeah, the C stands for colon in that one. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking P for poop, but yeah. Good be. You got your big scar yeah. across your belly mm-hmm. from this. <laughs> yeah. It's a C-section. Eight pounds, 12 ounces. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, if we want to keep it on the potty humor, I wrote one down once uh, about uh, a Native American praying over an animal that they're about to slaughter. Uh, a modern-day equivalent would be praying over the toilet that you're about to do damage <laughs> to. Like, uh, you know, great spirit, please protect this, yeah. <laughs> this toilet that has served as well.
I, I deleted one because it didn't go anywhere, but there was some idea of, like, I needed to pour Gatorade down the toilet after that dump, like, it needed to, to recharge or something. <laughs> like, it, the work that that toilet did, I needed to, like, pour a Gatorade mm-hmm. or two down there. Man, he's to refresh his electrolytes. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like there's something there. Turn internet over.